I'm showing live now. Uh, hey, everybody. This is uh, Eric Reynolds from Edmund Christian Voices. I'm sitting here with uh, Reverend uh, uh, Nathaniel Bickford from Attleboro Advent Christian Church in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, he is a graduate of LBC, Bix, and uh, the prestigious Westminster um, uh, Westminster Seminary. Uh, he's been uh, he's blessing us with his presence today to tell us a little bit about his church and his ministry there. Um, so, want to say hi to everybody there, uh, Nathaniel? Hello, everybody. So, Nathaniel, I'd like to start off. Uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself that I didn't already cover in the uh, introduction? Oh, a little bit more than what you just said. Other That's than your beautiful about beard? as far as I go. I okay. love technology. I love reading. Uh, I love snowshoeing. Have fun playing around with computers. There, that's a little bit about me. What's snowshoeing? Snowshoeing? Where are you from? I'm from Mass I'm from the mean streets of Oxford, Massachusetts, man. You evidently have never had real snow there then. Oh, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. So for those of you, uh Nathaniel and I, it was a bit heated before we came live. We just were arguing about Star Wars, which is why I have Yoda right next to me. Um Nathaniel unfortunately actually thought episode eight was was worth the money, the price of admission. I, uh, I, on the other hand, um, am, am of the elect who believe that it was a bad movie. So moving on, because uh, people don't want to hear us argue about Star Wars. Um, just tell us a little bit, what was the situation like uh, at, at the Attleboro Church where you're at when you first entered into the pastorate there? Well, the, the church is a, little, is a little over 100 years old. And over the years, there's been a lot of up and downs. Probably many who are listening can relate in their churches as well. Um, when, when I first got here, including my wife and daughter and myself, our average attendance for the first six months was 15 people. Um, it was uh, the result of a, of a split that had happened about 10 years earlier. And it had hit really hit rock bottom. Um, people were tired, struggling, didn't really know what to do uh, with the church, didn't know where to go, what things were going to look like in the future. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that being like, what was that like going into a pastor like that? Because I'm assuming you knew some of this, right? Like going into the pastor, oh, yeah. you knew there was some, there was some junk that happened before you're getting there, um, you're coming with a young family right out of seminary. Um, that must have been difficult. It was. I'll, I will say, initially, I didn't know much of the junk. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't find out much of the junk until a couple of months in as I started doing my research in a lot of the, the church documents. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, though, I was expecting a church like this. Mm-hmm. I, I knew from, from the time that God called me to be a pastor uh, until now, I knew that I was called to a small, struggling church. Mm -hmm. That was clear. Nice, nice. So what does that was kind of the what the church looked like when you first entered the pastorate there. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been there again? Five years. So you've been there five years. Praise God. So you're, um, what does the current health of that church look like? 
So spiritually, numerically, financially, like where have you guys gone the last five years from 15 people, including your wife and one child? And I know you've had one since and you're expecting one more. Yep. 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 So we have two kids now, one on the way. I like to say two and a half kids at the moment. There you go. Um, I'll start with numerical uh, health uh, just to get it out of the way. I hate talking about numerical health. Okay. Uh, our current attendance at church services is averaging 22 right now. Awesome. It can go up and down. Uh, we can be as low as 16 to 18 on a Sunday, and sometimes we'll even pop up to 26 to 28. Mm-hmm. So it really varies. I would say total number of people who may show up to a service would be in the low to mid 30s. Okay. But some of those people we might only see once every month or two. Mm-hmm. It, it varies. But spiritual health, uh, uh, the membership of the church are all around around the same page for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a, a growing knowledge of God's word, um, growing maturity. Um, yeah. But there, but the congregation is an aging congregation, for the most part, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so a lot of the people are getting tired. They've been in leadership in many different ways over the years, and so for many of them, there's only so much they can do. And um, only so much they have the time to do in some cases as well, mm-hmm. and so there's spiritual growth. But there's also limitations to what can come out of that spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And are there any other aspects of our growth you wanted to talk about? That everything? Yeah, that, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, one of the struggles of a of a church <laughs> that size, obviously, is finances too. You know? Oh yeah, and, and we've talked a little bit about that. I mean, if uh, for those of you out there, Nathaniel and I are, are fairly good friends, and we talk regular on a regular basis about ministry, about theology about each other's families and things like that. So, um, I mean, even recently we talked about, I mean, if you don't mind me sharing this story, um, there was Nathaniel mentioned probably in the beginning of last summer, they were trying to, um, you were trying to do camp scholarships for some kids Mm -hmm. and really stepped out in faith, believed that the Lord was in it and that you want to send these kids and um, to camp kids that you've worked with for the last couple of years. Uh, who's so shown a lot of growth, but you guys just didn't have the money for it. And um, you have personally taken a lot of, um, of that burden, financial burden of your church on your shoulders and your family's shoulders. And really kind of out of the blue, you randomly got a check in the mail that covered all of those expenses. Yeah. Which is just tremendous. So um, just a great work of God in, in your church and through you and your ministry there. It's wonderful. Yeah, God is doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as everybody knows, a small church has always financial struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the way it is. Actually, most churches, that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Even as you get larger, there's still financial struggles. Yeah. And I think we talked about this just the other day, like the pros and cons of being in a smaller church. Like a big pro is that you get to have significant interpersonal relationships with pretty much the entire church body. Yeah. Whereas if you were at a church of 150 people, you, 
you're going to struggle to have a lot of relationships or to resonate with everyone in that church. I, I wouldn't want a church of 150 people for that reason. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather see it grow into multiple churches mm-hmm. so that everybody could know each other deeply and the, the pastor and the elders could have relationships with everybody. Mm-hmm. For that yeah. very reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neat. So what area of ministry right now are you most excited about? <clears throat> Our youth group. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half ago, uh, we started a youth group. There was one boy in the church who wanted to do it. And personally, I felt it was really out of my depth, uh, not equipped to do it, never related well to teenagers when I was a teenager, much less now as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure how I was going to do it how it was going to work, if it was going to work at all, but he wanted to do it. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And he invited two friends. So a year and a half ago, it was him and two friends who had no connection to any church, really didn't know much about the gospel, if if even anything about the gospel. Uh, one of them, I don't think had ever been to church before in his life. And from that, those three boys and then others that they have invited and some others who have come from the church uh, in various ways and started to join up as well have been inviting friends. And we now, assuming everyone was to show up on uh, next week, we would have 16 teenagers in our youth group, many of whom are from the community, uh, don't know the gospel. Yep. Yeah. So, so you've great. gone so you've gone from one to three to sixteen. And except for that one kid, except for that one kid, it is all outreach, right? All kids, they didn't move up from junior church to senior church or, or youth group or anything like that. These are all kids that um, you were able to reach through their friends that are part of the church or through loose connections and things like that, right? There are five others who have had involvement in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, all, all the five are related. They're all siblings. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not a situation of, of moving up from one program to the next. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of them just started coming. He's been part of the church. Actually, as a member of our church, the youngest member of our church, she just started coming to youth group a couple of weeks ago, and she's one that's invited two more friends to come with. Wow. Wow. So we have six people who have had connections with our church. Started off with just one in the youth group, but there are now six of them all around the same age who have had connections with the church and nine others with no connection to our church or really any church. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. I mean, because and Nathaniel and I have talked about this. And I'm sure he won't mind me saying this on the air. Like, you're not a cool guy, no. right? Like, like I like you. We're good friends, but you're not. You're not the type of personality that a 12 year old kid or a 15 year old kid is going to gravitate towards. But- no, I'm I'm happy sitting here reading the Puritans or a systematic theology or studying Greek and Hebrew. It's not <laughs> right. usually what attracts a bunch of teenagers, right? Right. And, and 
I think that your story of what you're doing shows how God can work through the faithfulness of a willing servant who says, here I am, God, use me. And you're just, you're in a place that is hard to pastor in a place that, um, you know, that doesn't have a lot of money, doesn't have a lot of flash. Um, I mean, the, the fanciest thing that you guys do is sing a new, a new hymn by sovereign grace. And that's about it. Right. I'm just kidding. But um, it's true though. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you guys are doing church uh, in a very liturgical manner, meaning, you know, you pay a lot of attention to the liturgy of your church on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying, you're, you're making an attempt of trying to outreach to these parents to help them disciple the kids. But in some cer- circumstances, you end up being the main discipler because of whatever situation um, you're caring for their souls and God's honoring that and working through that. And using you and it's just tremendous to see um the work that god has done in your church could you offer something what is one thing um that you might offer to pastors to encourage them or church leaders or other church members what's one thing that you could leave them with that you've learned for the last five years don't be discouraged by the struggles Mm. that's easy to say (laughs) <laughs> but don't be discouraged by the struggles and instead remain faithful to the calling God has given you. Mm. He doesn't call us to get results. Mm-hmm. He calls us to, to do something particular, usually far outside of our comfort zone, usually something that we feel we're not ready for or equipped for or gifted for. But he gives us the gifts. He makes sure we are equipped. In an hour weakness, he works. Amen. Amen. So it's that faithfulness to the calling God has given us more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Good. So what is, uh, what is something or a couple of things that you feel that we could be praying for for the Attleboro Church? I'll give you four. I said a couple. Oh. I'm just kidding. Give me four. You can give me four. (laughs) I'll give you four. Uh, First, that the students will will come to know and grow in faith in Jesus Christ. Now, out out of the 16, there are five that I'm quite confident have received faith in Christ. Two others have said they are. Uh, said they have, um, and the others are, I, I think, not close. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I have a mix of those who believe and those who don't believe, and so, so prayers for them and their their spiritual health and growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, for us as a church body to be able to reach out to the parents. So 16 kids, quite a few different families. Out of that, there are, I think, three parents or grandparents who are Christians. And that means there's a lot of kids there that their parents actually know less about the gospel than they do. Mm. The kids hear about it here at youth group. Parents don't even have that. Mm -hmm. Most of them want nothing to do with any of it. 
Mm-hmm. And so pray for us as a church body to reach out to these parents, to share the gospel with them, and to begin discipling them. Mm-hmm. The third, that God will begin to raise up new leaders here in the church. As most can relate, aging congregation, small congregation, it's only so long people are going to be able to leave. And I'm sure if you asked any of our current leaders, they'd all say they would love to have a few new people who could begin to be developed in leadership. Mm-hmm. Prayers for that. And and fourth, um, the financial provision. Mm-hmm. It, it is a struggle. And we are limited in what we can do to some degree because of finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. For those of you who are interested in learning more about um, the Attleboro Advent Christian Church, their website is aacchurch.com. Nathaniel, what's your email address? Pastor Nathaniel at aacchurch.com. Okay, and make sure the Nathaniel is with an E and not an A. Yes, it's I-E-L. Okay, so please uh, reach out to Nathaniel. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Um, give him a call sometime, although he hates talking on the phone, which is why I call him weekly. Um, thanks, Nathaniel. I really appreciate it, and I'm praying for your heart as uh, you seek the Lord. And uh, hopefully, you know, you'll not like Episode 8 anymore of Star Wars. You know, you'll come to real faith. I'm just kidding. But, um, hey, man, I appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate you, you, what the work that God is doing um, through your family at Attleboro Advent Christian Church, man. Well, thank you, Eric. All right. Have a good week. You also. God bless. God bless.